0: what's going on everyone and welcome back to the return of the podcast uh for those of you who remember we started the pod uh briefly did a few episodes uh and then got bored of it but i'm trying to kick it back in 2023 and uh and start the pod back up so the official canadian card collectors podcast we're probably going to name it something different Uh, i was thinking like cards on ice or something like that because i want it to be uh, card collecting related, but I also want it to be hockey related. Um, ideally I can talk about whatever's going on in the hobby. Uh, for me, it would be ideally hockey cards, probably some grading, uh, some things going on around the hobby recently that, uh, that just piqued my interest. So if you're involved in cards or anything like that, you'll probably enjoy listening to this podcast throughout 2023. I want to make these episodes probably around half an hour or so. Uh, I think that that's kind of the sweet spot between 20 minutes and half an hour. Um, Ideally, I'm going to have some guests on here as well. We're going to talk some cards and we're going to have a fun time. So that's kind of what's up right now, Um, just with the uh, the hockey podcast or the hockey card podcast, I guess I should say. And uh, I want to kick it back off because I want something to do, something to keep me into cards in 2023. And that brings me to my first topic is staying relevant in in the hobby. So like I said, I really want something to kind of keep me, keep me accountable. And this is something that I can definitely rely on to keep myself uh, accountable in the hobby. I think that when you, when you spend time away from the hobby, it gets you away. And not to sound like this, this hobby is a job or anything that's like, you know, it should be more than a hobby. Um, but if you, if you don't put time in, you don't get results back, you don't get time out. And that's the same with, with everything in life. I think when you just take time away from, you know, from, from hockey cards or from whatever it is, uh, you don't feel the same passion, uh, in the hobby. And I think that's where a lot of collectors and a lot of people have kind of, you know, gotten out of the hobby. I've seen a lot of posts recently on Facebook and I've seen, A lot of like, you know, forum posts and things like that of like people, you know, quote unquote, like I'm leaving the hobby, like it's not for me. And I think that's, that's interesting because it's not, it's definitely not for everyone. But at the same time, people are in the hobby for different, different reasons. We have our, you know, your collectors who are always going to be in the hobby. They just, they enjoy collecting cards, right? Right. They enjoy completing sets. They want to, you know, just gain mass amounts or, you know, PC a certain player or whatever, right? And you're always going to have those people in, in the hobby. And that's what, that's like the backbone of the hobby. That's what drives this hobby forward, right? You get that in baseball. You see guys who want to complete sets. Even in hockey, I mean, it's it's really big for, for set collectors, for people who want to complete all the base cards, for people who want to, you know, collect young guns and things like that. Uh, you'll see it quite a bit. It's the backbone of of this whole hobby, right? The hobby wouldn't exist without collectors. The flippers are people who, um, back in the boom, obviously wanted to walk into, you know, Walmart or wherever, uh, pick up boxes, sell them for two times what they bought them for, and then rinse and repeat. Do it the next week and the next week and the next week. And there was a time there where retail product, you couldn't find it. I'm sure you guys all remember You know, walking into Walmart or wherever and seeing shelves bare, like empty, like completely empty. So I think that's, I I think now that the, the hobby is adjusted, obviously with what's going on in card prices, so Upper Deck and Panini have both raised their product or MJ Holdings or wherever, somewhere along the line, product has, has now come up in price and there's not, there's not profit for flippers. So that's where I think a lot of people maybe have gotten out of this hobby is because they've realized that there isn't there isn't that easy opportunity to make a buck like there once was. So maybe they moved on to something else that's, you know, different. And then you have, I mean, you have a lot of people who are somewhere in the middle of those, you know, buying and selling. Like you get you get your brick and mortar stores, you get people who own hobby shops, you get people who run online businesses, you get people who you know, have joined during the boom and maybe, you know, re-found something that they they really enjoy, right? Um, and I think I fall somewhere into into there. I collected cards when I was really little, um, probably I would say as early as about maybe four years old. Uh, for those who don't know, I, you know, I've always loved hockey. I was one of those kids who grew, who grew up on hockey, I was skating at probably three, I think, uh, playing hockey at four, And whenever I wasn't playing hockey, I wanted to be playing hockey. Uh, I would wake up at like 4 a.m., go downstairs, watch the TSN highlights the night before, the game's all I missed. Uh, When I was really little, probably about five or six, uh, I would cut up pieces of paper and make my own hockey cards of players and things like that. So it's just, it's always become something that like, I've always been a fan of hockey and I've always been a collector, like at heart. Um, again, when I was small, my, my grandmother bought me a hobby box of, uh, of crown Royale and I thought the cards were so cool cause they were die cut cards. Um, just things like that, that I, I mean, I can get into more, but it was something that when I was, when I was small, it was, it was a part of my life. And then as I grew up, I figured, you know, cards weren't for me. You go through that age of, you know, not wanting to be associated with, with cards. It's, it's not cool anymore. Um, you get into, you get into school, you get into Pokemon cards and the, the, the focus shifts, the focus shifts from hockey into, you know, Pokemon and then Pokemon into, you know, something else. And then you don't want to be associated with cards. Like I said, um, and the boom, the card boom was a time where you could get back into cards. It just seemed like everything stopped and it seemed like, you know cards had become an acceptable hobby again it was really cool and that's kind of where i fall in i think that's where a lot of people have kind of regained this interest in in the hobby is, is somewhere along the way they've they've really enjoyed you know collecting or you know opening boxes or wherever and now it's just become this this thing that's kind of kicked back off and then now in 2023 you're seeing the the other end of it so you're seeing people now who have realized that, you know, they are in for the short term and they don't really enjoy this hobby or, you know, they've lost their love again somewhere along the way. And it's it's interesting to see because a lot of people are are debating if this is kind of a flash in the pan, if this is kind of like a one time, like a one off where cards boomed and you'll never see it again. Or there's people out there who think that people will come back and, and it's always going to be this kind of you know, quote-unquote investment and things like that, um, which, uh, again, I, I think I, I don't like to use the term investment when we're talking about, you know, pieces of cardboard with, you know, players' faces on them. Like, they're just, it's, it's shiny cardboard, right? Like, it's not like a, it's not an investment. This is not something that you, in my mind and personally, that you, you know, put away and you want to, you know, hold till you're, you know, retired or till you're on your deathbed and pass on to someone else. I mean, a lot of people think like that. And there there certainly are cards that maybe you want to do that with. But I think if you're, you know, holding base cards or holding whatever and hoping that, you know, their value skyrockets, you know, in the next 10, 15, whatever years, uh, I think that's an interesting take to the hobby. And I just don't know if if that'll ever happen for you. I mean, I'm fingers crossed, and I'm holding out hope for you that that happens. Um, but, but I don't know. I can't see it. I really can't see it happening. So, anyways, going back to my original topic of you know where people fall in somewhere in the middle of that that line of collectors and flippers, I think there's a lot of gray area in that that space. Like I said, there's that's where hobby shops fall. It's where online businesses fall. Uh, it's where people like me fall. Where I I I didn't. I, I didn't see a, a space for for people that, you know, shared the same interests as me. That's why I created a Discord server, primarily for Canadians, primarily for people who like collecting hockey cards, because I joined a lot of, like, Discord groups, and I joined a lot of Facebook groups, and I joined a lot of, you know, forums and things like that. And it just wasn't what I wanted. I wanted that immediate kind of conversation with other people and to get answers, like, right away and to build kind of a community based on, you know, a shared interest, right? And that's that's why I, I started the Discord. And I think that there's a lot of people who are, you know, in in the same kind of gray area, whether you're, you know, more of a collector or more of, you know, you're in this hobby maybe to make a, a couple extra bucks outside of, you know, full-time employment, or maybe this is your full-time, you're, you know, you're riding out cards. I think it's a really interesting hobby where, you know, you, it is what you make it. And if you want to make it a full time job, like there's definitely opportunities to make it a full time job. I watched uh, Card Collector Two on YouTube, super awesome channel. One of the guys who I look up to for sure in this hobby. And during the pandemic, he made a hobby shop. He opened up a hobby shop in in Ohio and decided that you know it, it was time for him to to open up a shop. And it's become one of the, you know, premier shops, I would say in, in the United States. And for people who, you know, are tourists and stuff, they want to see and support him, you know, go out to a shop and it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. And I think I've seen a lot of people just personally speaking who have, you know, gone that road into, into opening up, opening up hobby shops and making this a full-time, a full-time gig. and if that's what you want to do with this that's awesome i mean it, again it's what you make it right it goes back to the the beginning of this topic of it, it is what you put in it's whatever you put in is what you get out and if you if that's your your end goal if your end goal is to make a hobby shop and your end goal is to you know be a certified diamond upper deck dealer and you get that then you know more more on you right more on you to to do that and to follow whatever your goals are in the hobby and do what makes you happy or you know have a goal and keep it in mind and do it and on the other end if your goal is to you know collect whoever you have a pc of whoever and your goal by the end of the year is to collect 100 of their cards do it you know more on you right like it's no one can tell you how to do this thing this is a hobby where you get to decide. You know, this is what I this is what I'm in the hobby for. This is what I do, and this is what makes me happy. And this is why I'm in here. And again, uh, another another you know interesting kind of side side route to this this whole this whole hobby is the customs and the artwork. I had never experienced people who who wanted to make custom cards before. I made a Discord server. Or before, you know, a couple, before, I don't know, half a year ago. And then I started realizing that these people, they want to make custom cards. They want to put their own, you know, patches or their own kind of artwork on a card, print it out, stamp the one-of-one sticker on it, and and call it their own. And that's something that I think is really interesting, too, because, again, it combines that kind of artistic, kind of creative... Uh, way of thinking about things or thinking that you can you know do something better than you know the original and you take your talents and you put it into another hobby that you enjoy and it's 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 awesome I mean it's a way of expressing yourself through cards and it's a way of of you know just expressing your talent and showing other people you know this is what I do and it was really cool to see the uh the collab, the Tops, what was it, Tops 2020, Tops, something like that, uh, where they had a bunch of different artists take on, uh, like, iconic baseball cards and, like, kind of make them their own. And I think that might have kind of inspired people to make customs and for people to do, like, custom art and things like that. It's really cool. I, I really, you know, it's kind of a, it's a branch of the hobby that definitely deserves more love. And I definitely think that a lot of people will kind of show those people more love i think we could start setting up at shows and seeing people you know dealing their own customs and then you know and that's what makes this hobby so awesome is it like you can decide where you want to go in this right if if you're a customs guy then then make your customs like there's so many cool you know different people who do that and then you branch into this small little niche community of people who do customs and then you get into you know tournaments or whatever brackets that they have of people who make these custom cards and like compete together for like cash prizes and like the chance to send your card out to get autographed by the actual person who you made a custom for, like that's amazing, like it's killer. It's uh, you know it's it's really rewarding. It's a it's a cool kind of process, and I, I've been kind of exposed to it recently. And it's something that maybe not everyone's into, but you can at least respect it by the end of the day. And you can see how someone would, you know, enjoy getting their own, you know, artwork or their own creative uh, process into, you know, the hobby, right? And it's their, their own little touch of, of how they like to experience and how they, they see the hobby and how they can they can make an impact themselves. And that's kind of the whole wrap up, I guess, of, of, you know, my rant about the hobby and and where kind of where people fall in. I'm sure that a lot of people have heard that before, heard some sort of spiel. Uh, So we'll, we'll switch gears over here and we'll go to, um, we'll go to the second topic that I want to talk about. And that's, uh, that's card shows. So starting for 2023, I've definitely seen an influx of card shows. Um, For those who are in the Ontario, Canada region, I have a card show list in the Discord where I list all the upcoming card shows for Ontario, Canada. I try and get all of them so you can make an effort in 2023 to get out to a card show. And I often hear the, uh, the, the counter argument of, You know why would I want to get into a card show? Why would I want to do that when I can buy things online on eBay or on ComC or on wherever, on whatnot? You know, and my counter argument is you don't get the you don't get the face to face, you know, the face to face dealing with someone else. You get to meet other collectors, which is awesome. I I love setting up at, at card shows and having people walk up and tell stories and. You know, comment on cards and ask to trade, and you know, make these relationships and deals and and deal with someone else. Sometimes this hobby feels like you're just dealing with someone else online, and and maybe it kind of takes that personal, you know, side away from things. Think back to your early days in the hobby, or probably trading cards on the schoolyard, or wherever. Right? If you needed something, you you trade, you found someone else and traded you know, with one of your buddies or whatever. That's what card shows are all about. They bring people, obviously, who have the same interests, who have the same goals together in one spot. And it's, you know, four, five, six hours of doing whatever you want. Uh, the expo is is a great example of card shows, but I encourage a lot of people to go to small card shows. There's plenty of card shows probably in your area. And what does it take? I mean, an hour to go out to one to get involved, to see if you like it. It's it's something that is is awesome. You, you you generate relationships and you you find dealers and then you can make further deals with those people, especially once they realize what you collect or what you want, and then you go from there. And another thing that I, I really like about card shows is that you can you can get the card the same day. You walk up to a dealer, you see something you like, you ask them for a price, you negotiate down, you you get a price that you're happy on, you know the condition of the card, you don't have to rely on, on bad pictures, you can, you know, take it out, take a close look at it, say you want to, you know, whatever, you really want like a mint condition, you know, such and such, you take it out, you get to see, you know, what the condition's like, you get to try to decide on a price that maybe you're comfortable with and you get the card within minutes. And it, there's nothing like any other place you're relying on shipping. You have to wait for the card to get shipped. You have to hope that the the, the seller knows how to ship the card. Uh, you have to rely on either Canada post, USPS, FedEx, UPS, whatever, not to mess up your card in transit. Um, you know, there's so many things that it's just, it's a waiting game, right? Where if you go to a card show, you can get what you want when you want it. And you can walk out of the card show with the card that you came in there looking for sometimes. Like, what better experience than than walking out and getting that instant gratification of like, oh, I got what I wanted. And this show was awesome. I met so many cool people You know, I did this many trades, I did this many deals, you know, I saw, you know, really this cool card, I saw this. And like, where else can you say that online dealing just doesn't it doesn't have that same effect. And I know that online dealing you'll get, you know, you have way more selection or way more, you know, whatever, right? If you're really looking for something niche, you probably can't find it at a card show or whatever. I get that side but I I know a lot of people who are in this hobby who have never been to a card show before and then complain. And it's like, you've never, you've never gone. You've never experienced something like this. So please, 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 please in 2023, go to a card show, make it a goal for the year to go to at least one card show. And if you're in Canada Try and go to the expo. There's a spring and a fall expo this year. It's uh, it's at the, you know, Toronto Convention Center. Uh, if you look up the sports card expo, it will come up. It's the largest card show in Canada, largest hockey card show in the world. Just come to the expo once and you'll get to see kind of what this is all about. It's over 100 square feet and not every show obviously is going to be to that scale. Uh, but if you can go to the expo, it'll it'll. Put the bar really high for other card shows but even if you can go to a local card show go to something where you know there's 20 30 vendors you know you can walk in and and make some deals and make some trades and and find someone who's close to you in the hobby who you can you know make further deals with generate a relationship with um it, it's something that is definitely has been been lost in the pandemic. And I really hope that people kind of pick this back up in 2023. I really hope that this is, it's not an art form that's lost because I think this is where the hobby has stemmed from. And I would really like to see people get back into that. And I think there's so many benefits for going to a card show. And there's so, there's so many, you know, just cool experiences that all we'll have. Last year at the expo, I walked up to a dealer and he let me hold a, you know, $250,000 card, like I hold, held a, you know, a quarter of a million dollars in my hand. And like, that, that sort of, you know, experience shared among collectors that trust that, you know, it was just, it was so cool. I went, I went back and told people that I held, you know, a quarter of a million dollars in one card in my hand. Like, how many, how many times can you say that you did that in a in a day? You know, it's not often you get to hold a, a card of that significant, you know, value or you know, that kind of, you know, prestige in your hand, right? It's such a cool, you know, experience. And and I had, you know, plenty of experiences that I can talk about. I had a, a guy come up to my my table in the summer. He told me about how he dealt with Upper Deck and their, you know, card replacement program. He sent in some cards. He was really kind of disappointed, and they sent him back a dual autograph of I think it was Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. And, like, the card had recently just sold for, like, $11,000 on eBay or something. And this guy was like, yeah, I, can't, I don't know anything about football. He's like, I can't believe it. You know, I know what it's worth type thing. Um, he was like, I really just wanted these, you know, whatever hockey autographs that I that I got my redemption for that I, you know, I got, I wanted replaced. And he was like, I got this instead. And, and, you know, it's just, it's cool. It's interesting to see other collectors' experiences, other collectors', you know where they come from, what they collect, and what they do in the hobby, it's it's a really eye-opening experience, and I strongly encourage all of you to go to a card show in 2023, it's just, there's no other experiences like it, please just experience it for an hour, go there for an hour, see what you can, you know, come up with, and if you walk into that room, and there's a smile on your face, and you're happy that you, you know, spent an hour of your day trading and talking with other collectors, then maybe it's something for you, and if you walk out and it's you know it's not your thing, then I guess there's always eBay or whatnot or Comsi or whatever else is in this hobby, where you can get rid of the the social interaction and you can wait on shipping times and pay tax and you know everything else where you don't have to in a cash deal. Um, that does, just about does it. Probably for the podcast, I'm realizing now that I'm talking at about 24 minutes now, so. Definitely have gone long enough for the first pod, so I'm going to stop it here, and uh, we'll we'll pick back up here on episode two, uh, whenever I decide to get around to it. We'll talk about maybe some grading next time. Uh, maybe I'll have a guest on, and uh, and we'll see where this pod goes. So thank you very much for listening to the pod, and uh, have a great rest of your day.